Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. 67. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Sitting in for Jim Smalley, here's Tanner Wallace-Gribner. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com and brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock. For the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. On today's show, we're going to talk to SARM President Ray Orb about the government of Saskatchewan's affordability checks and call on the federal government to explain why they were allegedly trespassing we're also going to feature Christina Freeland, who was in Saskatoon yesterday, as well as the livestock, as well as, pardon me, the crop report, as well as the farm weather livestock report, market update, and resource report, all in their usual spots. We'll be back with all those. At- this is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Sitting in for Jim Smalley, here's Tanner Wallace Gribner. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain. Your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection and by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your water well wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Earlier this week, the government of Saskatchewan announced that Saskatchewan residents will be receiving $500 affordability checks after the province saw their revenues soar past what they were expected. SARM President Ray Orb says that they welcome the announcement. Some good steps in the right direction. I think for, you know, most Saskatchewan people, it's going to be um, a source of some relief from the high energy prices, that's for sure. Uh, looking at it from uh, the municipality's point of view, and, uh, and perhaps, you know, the farmers as well in the province who have probably paid a lot more uh, of, the, of the giant sum of the increase in the energy prices over the last three or four months, um, there probably be, could be some more relief offered to, uh, to agriculture producers and perhaps to rural municipalities as well. But um, just seeing this, uh, I think if our energy prices, uh, the commodity prices generally stay uh, high for the better part of the rest of the year, I think that will also give some relief. So we're hoping perhaps that the province could look at, at this again, perhaps closer you know, to, uh, to later on in fall, early winter. And perhaps, you know, there could be some more relief for farmers and municipalities. And residents are set to receive their affordability checks to $500 in November. What are your thoughts on the timing? Would you have liked to saw this implemented earlier, maybe in the summer, where there were those higher gas prices and a higher rate of inflation? Yeah, definitely. We were, I think, one organization that was really vocal about uh, removing some of the taxes on fuel and um you know, uh, I, I think the province sympathized with us, but just, you know, they weren't ready at the time. I, I think it would have been better if they could have acted a bit sooner. You know, most of the farmers 
they've paid out, uh, you know, their bills for high uh, diesel and high and high uh, gas prices. They've uh, paid out most of their, uh, you know, expenses, of course, for the seeding season's over. Now they're just getting into harvest, so many of them have their tanks full. So I think it could have been a bit sooner. But keep in mind, you never turn uh, away some help from the provincial government because I think that's always welcome. So we would be on the side where I think it could have been done sooner and maybe there could have been a bit of consultation as well, just letting uh, organizations like SARM know that this was coming, but not being too critical, still welcoming the money that the province is offering. And the government also announced that they'll be waiving PST or the PST expansion on gym and fitness memberships. Would you have liked to say them waive something else that might affect rural residents a little bit more than a gym and, and fitness membership? Well, you know, Sarm has always been asking for relief um, as far as PST on a lot of the equipment. We buy the services that um, we are charged for as well, contract work, things like that. You know, just buying motor graders, there is a lot of PST on those machines, and that's, you know, quite expensive for municipalities to do that. So, you know, in the future, it'd be nice, uh, you know, to talk uh, to the finance minister about some relief on that side as well. RMs still need to do the work. Uh, they still do road maintenance, still do road construction, uh, providing service to the ratepayers. You know, whether there are high prices or not um, uh, on, on fuel. So we have to provide those services as best we can. And so we need to absorb that, that. And my only way to recoup that is from taxation. So wanting to keep taxes low as far as uh, charging it to our ratepayers, I think, is uh, something that, you know, we, we always strive to do. But um, I think the province needs to look at some further tax exemptions if possible. If our economy continues to improve, uh, the high energy prices, uh, the royalties are there, benefiting the the entire province. So um, probably some discussion on that, sharing some of that, and reducing some of our PST on on some of these things would be a good or a good time to have right now. We will have more with our chat with Ray Orb after dot com. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture today with Jim Smalley on six twenty CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6 Inch Eaves Troughs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesTroughs.ca and Prairie Co-op Grow Team. Fueling farms and feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton, and Strasburg. It was earlier this week that the government of Saskatchewan sent a letter to Environment and Climate Change Canada about government employees allegedly trespassing on private property. Ray Orb, the president of SARM, says that he was surprised to hear the news. Well, you know, I saw our provincial uh, environment minister make some comments on that, and that that, uh, story is a little bit surprising um, that you know, the, these federal officials are actually coming out onto private land and doing those kind of tests. I think they should be at the very least informing uh, rural residents that they're coming to do these tests and uh, a little bit suspicious about them doing it without asking for permission. Of course, that's something that everybody needs to ask for now is permission to go on private land. And the other thing is a little suspicious of why these people are actually doing this because, you know, uh, you know over the last few years, we've seen uh, certainly the federal government seems to be pushing the environmental envelope to the point where uh, uh, I think uh, many of our, you know, farm our farm pesticides, the chemicals that farmers use on their farms, I think they're under 
um, a little bit of uh, duress right now as far as the federal government's uh, looking at these and uh, perhaps, you know, in the future, they seem to be coming down hard uh, on farmers for some reason. Now, whether it's um, uh, putting uh, restrictions on fertilizer emissions or, you know, charging uh, things like carbon tax on uh, many of the products that farmers uh, purchase uh, as far as inputs, uh, removal of strychnine is an example of what the federal government has done over the last couple of years. And so uh, farmers are not having access to some of these chemicals. I think, you know, it'll just drive the cost of food up and we're all about safety and we want to make sure our food is safe and I think uh, we have a system in place now that really uh, maintains that uh, those chemicals are safe to use on the farm so a little bit suspicious about why uh, this is actually happening something that uh, we would be uh, really um, open to uh, discussion with the federal government as to why they're actually doing that. So we're glad that our provincial environment minister has raised uh, the alarm over that, and we would like to see what what comes out of the discussion with the federal government on this. And Environment and Climate Change Canada has launched an investigation to see what their workers were doing in that area and why they didn't ask permission if that was the case. Do you feel that maybe this was just a a situation of miscommunication or is it really something to be suspicious of? Well, you know, actually, I I don't really buy that argument at all. I think that um, anyone, especially a federal official, should know better and they should go through the proper channels to make sure that they have permission and to also inform uh, the landowner as to why they want to do this in the first place. So I think that uh, investigation should be taking place. But, you know, the other cases obviously should be investigated too. It should be stopped immediately until this is cleared up and... uh, I think uh, it's a concern to us and it should be a concern to farmers and and to everyone that lives in rural Saskatchewan. And the federal government had been terse in its response to threats from Saskatchewan Environment Minister Jeremy Cockrell. However, the federal environment minister has now suggested that both sides talk about this rather than engage in what he called heated and misinformed rhetoric. The environment minister said that his employees were not gathering data on pesticide and nitrate levels. The minister also suggested this could have been handled without rhetoric in a mature and informed manner. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. We've got John Dreger of Left Field Commodity Research based out of Winnipeg, Manitoba. You did a crop tour last, I believe it was last week in conjunction with Argus Media and Left Field Commodities and uh, you traveled across Western Canada. What did you see? Are we, are we headed towards an average yield? Uh, I guess the short answer, I, of course, obviously a, a vast oversimplification, but but yeah, I, I guess the summary would be that uh, sort of, let's call it an average plus for the cereals. 
with maybe the exception of Durham a little bit because it's a little more concentrated in areas that were, were a little drier. Uh, College Pulse is about average. Canola average, maybe a little less, but varying a bit by region. So that's mm. kind of a 30-second overview. And, and of course, you know, there's all these regional differences and, and all those sorts of things as well. But but that's kind of the, the quick synopsis would be uh, Western Canada overall, call it a solid average with maybe yeah. a few caveats. Yeah, okay. So what, what are those caveats? Yeah, so I, I think a couple things. And I, I think one of the things, and again, it varies a little bit by, by crop, but, but the, the crop is late in a lot of areas. And that's no, no surprise. I mean, you think particularly in the eastern half of the prairies where it was wet and it got in the ground late, uh, maybe even in sort of central Alberta and as you moved a little bit further north, uh, I think in particularly the case of canola, it got in a little late in some cases, maybe it was just a little slow going. And so there's some frost risk for, I think, canola in particular, and maybe the, the cereals. And it, it's one of those things, and as we you know, try and project the yield and, the, and a production number, it's, it's really hard to kind of handicap that because if you have a good open fall and everything is fine and it's, you know, what did you worry about? It was all good. Or, you know, you have a bit of an early frost and, and the crop's not quite there and, and now you have, have an impact either on yield or quality or both. So so that is certainly uh, certainly a bit of, a, you know, something that's, that's very much on the radar. But but if you strip that out, which is maybe a big if, uh, but if you strip that out, you know, I think canola maybe on average is, is one that seems to be lagging a little bit, uh, but the cereals generally look look better. Saskatchewan's really up for grabs in terms of the yield, right? Because Manitoba we know late, Alberta we know, you know, maybe even relatively early based on the, the dryness, right? And so mm-hmm. those stories seem to be kind of written and maybe that's, I'm getting way too far ahead of myself, but Saskatchewan, is that's where a lot of the variability is. You know, we've got a, a lot of different things happening inside that province in terms of conditions. It obviously is a large acre mass. So at the end of the day, that's the province I, I think I'm really, really the most interested in, in terms of what comes out for, from a yield standpoint. Yeah, no, I, I think that's fair. And, and, and I think in, in some ways, you know, so for, I, I was in the car that started in Saskatoon and we you know, sort of looped in towards, uh, you know, a little bit north of Edmonton and all the way down south of Lethbridge and then up the west side of Saskatchewan. And of course, you know, a good chunk of that is, is the area that's really dry. We saw some really poor looking fields and, and then it improved a bit as you get towards Saskatoon. But both, you know, the eyeball test and the fields we measured and, and also just farmers you talked to, lots of variability. Uh, the folks that kind of went from Winnipeg and sort of, you know, meandered their way towards Saskatoon, they saw more of the eastern part, which again had a lot more moisture, uh, looks a lot better on average, you know, but, but late. And, and so it really is, it really is a mixed bag. And, uh, you know, if you think even just the, the earlier part of the season, you know, just huge challenges for a good chunk of the prairies, but, but they're too, just way too dry for a good chunk of, you know, Alberta, Southwestern Saskatchewan, way too wet in the East. And now we're sort of converging towards harvest here. And, uh, you know, kind of how those things shaken up, both areas improved considerably from the, the what might've been, you know, in, in spring, but, uh, you know, a real, a real mixed bag. And then every year it's always a challenge to kind of put your thumb on what that crop is going to look like until it's in the bin. But, but certainly this year in Western Canada, that's, uh, uh, that's really the case. And, and again, I, I think particularly for canola, yeah. uh, you know, but, but to a certain extent for all crops, of course. Did you put out a forecast in terms of how many million metric ton you think the crop is? So in terms of canola, yeah, we're, we're estimating at about 19.6. Uh, that's based on a yield of, of 41 bushels. Uh, we sort of look at it at maybe being a, just a shade below average 
uh, you know, kind of excluding uh, last year's wreck, of course. So we look say a five-year average prior to last year. We, we think the yields will maybe be a shade below. Uh, that's, again, based, uh, you know, just on farmers in some cases. Even, say, for example, some of the farms that we looked at in central Alberta, you know, the barley looks great. You know, wheat, a good average plus. Kind of consistently, canola is kind of the one that's, that's lagging on their farm a bit. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at Real Agriculture Trip. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan, call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866 and Moose Shock Truck Shop. The number one choice for any diesel engine repair, drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejogtruckshop.com. Today it's sunny with a high of 25, and tonight it's clear with a low of 10. Tomorrow it's sunny in the morning with a mix of sun and clouds and a 30% chance of showers in the afternoon. There's going to be a risk of a thunderstorm in the afternoon as well, with the wind gusting to 40 near noon and a high of 26. And tomorrow night there's going to be cloudy periods and a low of 12. On Saturday it's sunny with a high of 29 and a low of 12, and on Sunday there's a high of 27. The normal high for today is 23, and the normal low for today is 8. And sunrise was at 6.02 this morning, and sunset is scheduled for 7.59 tonight around the province at this hour. In Estevan, it's 23, Yorkton, 24, Swift Current, 23, Moose Jaw, 25, Regina, 23, and in Regina, it's currently 27 degrees. 85. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Sitting in for Jim Smalley, here's Tanner Wallace-Gribner. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers, McDougalAuctions.com, and by Pattison Liquid Systems. Experts in liquid fertilizer distribution, fertilizers just better when it's wetter, Pattison Liquid Systems expect the best. Christina Freeland is paying a visit to the Edmonton area today. Yesterday, she made a stop at a potash mine just outside of Saskatoon. Those companies are promising to increase their production of potash used to make fertilizer to lessen the reliance on potash from Russia. During the news conference, Freeland was asked to comment about the federal government's plan to reduce emissions from nitrogen fertilizer by 30% before the decade is out, an issue that's created a real firestorm on the prairies this summer. Here's what she had to say. Canadian farmers are very, very smart. Canadian farmers work very closely with agronomists, and Canadian farmers are excellent business people. I know a lot of farmers. Uh, I grew up on a farm, and I don't know anyone who really understands Canada's land better than a farmer. A farmer walks through his fields every day. A farmer, you know, picks up the soil to look at it, is constantly looking at the grain and the canola that is being grown there. And all the farmers I know are very careful, thoughtful stewards of their land and of their fields. And look, we're here in the prairies. 
This is where low-till and no-till farming practices, which are so effective when it comes to preserving the land, when it comes to fighting erosion, were pioneered. So I absolutely believe it is a good thing for the world and for Canada for us to reduce our emissions in all sectors of the economy. I know farmers already are as precise as they can be in the use of all expensive inputs, including fertilizer, and I have tremendous confidence they're going to continue to do that. That was Deputy Prime Minister Christina Freeland. Her counterpart, Federal Ag Minister Bebo, is continuing to hold discussions with various agriculture groups about the plan. Eight. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Dagelman Industries. Look to Dagelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies. Small town lumber yard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com The Ministry of Agriculture released the latest crop report showing good progress for the harvest in the province. Matthew Strouges, a crops extension specialist, gives us an update on the report. Uh, well, there's uh, quite a bit of harvest progress uh, made across the province, mainly in the southwest and west central regions. Um, just due to uh, the province having a very dry, hot week, um, you know, minimal rainfall allowed for many producers out there to to uh, either start their operations or, or get uh, great momentum in them. So we're currently sitting at 16% of the, the uh, provincial crop now combined up. Uh, and that's up from 5% last week, uh, and uh, the 16% is right on par for the five-year average. So, uh, you know, we're kind of sitting, um, I mean, most of that progress, of course, is in the southwest and west central. There's still plenty of crop left uh, in the other regions, um, but we're still sitting pretty good. Uh, there's an additional 12% of the crop um, swathed or ready to straight cut. So um, if it stays hot and dry, uh, harvest will be uh, finished up or, or close to be finished up in, in the southwest and, and then next the uh, west central region and followed by the other regions coming up. In the southwest and west central regions that are the most far along and as well as the other regions, what is the harvest progress looking like? Uh, so the southwest has 45% of their crop in the bin, uh, followed by the west central with 19%. Uh, the southeast has 6%, uh, followed by the east central, sorry, uh, with 4%. And then the northern regions both have about 1% of their crop in. So, uh, like I said, plenty of crops still to come off. Um, but if it stays hot and dry like this and crops begin to, to turn down and, and to ripen, um, producers will make short work of them. And looking at the different types of crops, what has been combined? Uh, so, so far right now we've seen uh, for the province... 63% of the winter wheat, 36% of the fall rye, 52% of the lentils, uh, 43% of the field peas, 30% of the durum, 6% of the spring wheat, and uh, just 3% of the canola uh, being combined so far. Uh, and of course, like I mentioned earlier, um, that's mainly out of the southwest and, and uh, west central regions with parts of the east central and southeast also contributing to that. And there were a couple storms that brought hail down as well as some heavy, heavy winds, as well as the grasshopper problem that continues to plague farmers. What is kind of the crop damage looking like? What's the latest update on that? Uh, you know, some previous weeks we saw some, uh, you know, really crazy tough storms, um, you know, that uh, that brought heavy rains and uh, strong winds and those hail storms that we've had. Uh, this past week we only had two 
uh, you know, two mentions of some minor hailstorms. That's very, you know, that's good to hear and, and that they were minor and, and that they uh, didn't cut the crop totally down. Um, yeah, this week was, um, you know, for, for as far as crop damage goes, uh, quite minor to previous weeks, except for, of course, yeah, the grasshoppers are, are still causing quite a bit of damage out there now, especially now that harvest has begun, you know, their uh, producers are getting into crop that they thought, uh, might have been faring a little bit better, but now that they've gone into it and they've discovered that the grasshoppers have have eaten off a lot more than they anticipated, so uh, there's definitely challenges still going on with that. And and they're also the grasshoppers are also making just uh, harvesting uh, a headache uh, just with plugging up combines and and augers and stuff like that. So hopefully, hopefully they can uh, you know get through it. And and uh, once the frost comes in the uh, uh, the winter comes around and, and to kill off the kill off those grasshoppers eventually. The cold's the only thing we have now to to really get them under control. And is there anything else you want to add or touch on? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, producers just take your time, uh, especially when you're hauling or moving equipment. Um, you know, you're working long, long days and you can get tired out there. So just take it slow and, and be as safe as you can, uh, especially crossing highways and, and other road uh, roadways and just uh, any, you know, uh, anyone driving around out there, just give those give those farmers some space and some time to, to cross those uh, more dangerous areas. That was Matthew Struthers, a crops extension specialist with the Ministry of Ag. Come today. The market updates on the source. 620 CKRM. Sitting in for Jim Smalley, here's Tanner Wallace-Gritner. The market update is brought to you by Sask Pork, working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers and our community. And don't put off your summer projects. Freeze Tallman offers delivery to your rural or lake country property. Looking at the latest Viterra price quotes, Durham 40862, Feed Barley 262.87, Canola down just about 8 points to 789.12, Chickpeas 925.95, Flax up 1 point to 627.67, Lentils 704.50, Oats 269.53, Yellow Peas down 1.8 points to 435.54, Feed Wheat at 299.56, and what in one red spring wheat up just 0.5 of a point to 383.78. We'll be right back right after the eight today. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. Welcome back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. Now here are the latest Livestock Quotes with Heartland Livestock in Yorkton. Good afternoon. This is Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for the week of August the 24th. Just a regular sale with 700 head going through the ring, 300 cows and bulls, 400 feeder cattle. All classes of cattle selling extremely well right now. If you got cull cows and bulls close to home, I would con- consider moving them. They were stronger here yesterday. Listen up. D1, D2 cows, 115 to 122. Sales to 125 to 127. D3 cows, a dollar to a dollar 14. Cows are averaging 114. From the Danakas at Dropmore, Manitoba, 1,800-pound cows at 128.75. That's over $2,300. And from the McDonald Ranch at Stockholm, 1,650-pound cows at 128 and a quarter. Good bulls, 137 to 147, sales to 149, 150. Bulls are averaging 137. From the Taylor Ranch at Wolsey, 2,100-pound bull at 150, 150. And from the Benfields at Springside, 2,100-pound bull at 
50.75. Nice going, guys. On to the feeder cattle. Three to 400 pound steers, 290 to 311. Four to 500 pound steers, 270 to $3. Five to sixes, 255 to 270. Six to sevens, 250 to 262. Seven to 800 pound steers, 235 to 250. And eight to 900 pound steers at 215 to 232. On the heifer side, five to 600 pound heifers, 210 to 225. Six to sevens, $2 to 219. Seven to 800 pound heifers, also $2 to 219. And eight to 900 pound heifers, 190 to 210. A few highlights here. The last from uh, Foam Lake had their awesome steer calves here. 575 pound steers at 267 and 675 pound steers at 256. A job well done. Next week, August 31st is a pre-sort. Sorting Monday and Tuesday from 8 to 4. 400 head consigned so far. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. Coming up next, we're going to hear from Colin Lundquist, who's in Foam Lake with the Foam Lake Combine Lotto. And then after that, we're going to hear from the resort. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit secondlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid and brought to you by Western Egg Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit growmoreprofit.com. As Canada and other Western nations ramp up their efforts to build stronger political and economic ties in Asia, business groups are calling on the federal government to finally lock in a trade agreement with India. The Business Council of Canada and the Canada-Indian Business Council released a report today that looks at Canada's current trading relationship with India and the economic benefits that would come from establishing a trade agreement. The report calls India one of Canada's largest untapped trade opportunities and compares its economy to where China was two decades ago. The analyst finds that while trade with India has grown on average by nearly 12% over the past two decades, Canada has lost its market share over the years. On the markets, the TSX is up 141 points. The Dow Jones is up 100. Oil is down $1.56 to be trading at $93.33 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is up 21 hundredths of a cent to be trading at $77.32 U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune into the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges that growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's been Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, and I've been Tanner Wall. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.